everyone and welcome back to the spooky corner thank you so much to those of you who listened to our first episode we super really appreciate it so as you recall i'm nati and uh for this episode i'm the final girl who survives being in a major zombified city despite having exposed skin no combat skills and honestly not much else going on for her and as you may or may not remember, I'm the Z, and I'm the pointless zombie queen's head, aka the MacGuffin that this whole movie revolves around. MacGuffin. That's that was the word. word. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I asked Nati what the word was for the thing that people fight over, and she was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know things. Why would you ask me this, Z? No, but I Googled the thing that people fight over, and it got like, children intimacy money and i was like oh no oh my god (laughs) not literally god google come on yeah google take things figuratively (laughs) for once (laughs) which is exactly what we're not gonna be doing for this podcast because today (laughs) we're gonna be discussing army of the dead which was oh god no no don't move for that (laughs) no it was good it was really good i liked it a lot Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) oh it was so much fun i like the zombie tiger king (laughs) that was the only good part but sure it was really good it was really good it was fabulous (laughs) so army of the dead is a it's an interesting one Uh, And before we tell you about it, and before we roast it to death, we're going to jump into a summary about the film. Z, if you want to take it away. Let's begin. (laughs) So Army of the Dead, which was amazing and everything Nazi says about it is wrong, was released (laughs) earlier this year in 2021 and was directed by Zack Snyder, our DC darling, quote unquote, with a whopping 70 to 90 million dollar budget range. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That is too I mean, much money. They deserve that money, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's reaching the amount where, like, I can't even fathom how much that is. Um, yeah. We yeah. don't ever know that in our lifetimes. No. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Anyway, this ludicrous film follows a ragtag team of mercenaries who have been contracted to carry out a Las Vegas casino heist amidst an, oh, did I not mention this, freaking zombie apocalypse. Snyder co-wrote the screenplay himself, intending it to be a spiritual successor to his first feature film and horror movie darling, Dawn of the Dead. The film received multiple praises for its comedic elements, but was largely criticized for its runtime of excessive, for its excessive runtime of 148 (laughs) minutes and lack of character depth, which we will be heavily touching on, even though it's still a good movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure it is. Okay, I give up. I was going to try to prank you by saying that my opinion had changed, but it's really getting hard for me to continue (laughs) rooting for this movie. This is good. I'm glad you're you're changing your perspective before we jump into the plot summary itself and we just like run through how stupid and convoluted everything is in this film. So this is this is good. Yeah, no, I was like, well, I'm gonna have to praise everyone in this film and I, I can't do that. <laughs> and so our dear dear listeners, uh, to give you a little bit more background info as to why Z and I were so disappointed in this film, we're we're gonna we're gonna jump into a, a very 
watered down summary, like as best as I could water it down, considering there's like 20,000 things that happen, but also nothing that happens in this film at the same time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so to start off, this film opens with a U.S. military convoy traveling from Area 51, colliding with a car on the highway outside of Las Vegas because it's cargo, a zombie, uh, escapes. Oh, it's in Area 51? Yeah. I thought it was in the Middle East conflict. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that that changes the narrative quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but then you're right. I was like, wait, if it was in the Middle East, how did it get so to quickly Las to Las Vegas? And why did it only get to Las Vegas? Hmm. <laughs> okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, it's very easy to miss because it's just like a quick shot at like the sign that says Area 51 and you see the convoy leaving it. So yeah. like it's one of those things that like if you blink you miss it and like you that explains it yeah and, like I guess in movies we've codified people in armor in the desert to mean like the Middle East which is also a problem of its own yeah, yeah. that's that's very yeah. very representative American cinema which is oof that's that's oof. something to be impacted later <laughs> yeah um. But yeah, so uh, convoy collides, zombie escapes, infects everyone within the city. The government tries to intervene, fails, and somehow, because it's not fully explained in the super epic montage sequence, they're able to close off the city, leaving a surrounding quarantine zone around this now zombie-dominated Las Vegas. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, (laughs) Scott Ward, aka Dave Bautista? Is that how you say it? I say Bautista, but again, don't follow my pronunciations for anything. (laughs) I'll just say Bautista. He is offered a lot of money by a Japanese gamester named Tanaka to go into zombie-infested Las Vegas and fetch, like, money, which is the fake MacGuffin. There's a real MacGuffin, the zombie head, and a fake MacGuffin, Mm -hmm. the money. (laughs) Or they're going to bomb Las Vegas. The government's going to bomb Las Vegas. So get the money before they drop the bomb. In order to do this, Scott recruits a team of specialized people to help. They have a sharpshooter, a helicopter expert, (laughs) a safe cracker. One of Tanaka's guys, not suspicious at all. Definitely not. And and they're all offered various amounts of money to do the heist. But like, you know, if you're rich, if you're already rich, he's giving you like 2 million. And if you're like poor, he's giving you like 250,000. But everyone still like agrees to it, which is also kind of suspect in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, The the Scooby gang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, Nazi. <laughs> heist gang are able to gain access to the ruins through the help of a local zombie expert named Lily the Coyote. Scott's estranged daughter also tags along with the team in search for her friend Gita, who had snuck in the night before in hopes of getting rich and escaping the quarantine zone. So Gita went into Las Vegas to also get some money for herself. And Scott's daughter, Scott's teenaged or young adult daughter who has no fighting or training skills also goes into zombie infested Las Vegas a great decision mm-hmm. this is uh starting out beautifully yeah also yeah, super quick good. yeah quick disclaimer Lily the the coyote is not actually a humanized coyote it's a person um, <laughs> but coyote is a term that's often used to signify uh, smugglers so just 
quick, quick disclaimer. There's no Thanks, personified. Yeah, that's, there, that's important. <laughs> there's no personified coyotes in this film, although that would have yeah, been cool. <laughs> I would have made it more interesting. I'd be here for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they already have a zombified tiger. The tiger and the coyote should have a fight. <laughs> a duel to the death. Mwahaha. Ooh. I- <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> So the the whole gang enters um, and they meet the zombie alpha queen. Uh, as soon as they walk into the city, they present her with a human sacrifice, who is essentially Officer Cummings, who we'll be shitting on later. Uh, and then he's promptly taken away and turned into a zombie by the zombie king. This is important. Uh, the gang tries to make their way through the city, now having passage unfortunately zombies will do as zombies do and they slowly begin getting picked off the deeper they go into the casino and then martin which is the uh one of tanaka's henchmen and lily go off on their own somewhere during this uh you know like intermediate just randomly in this portion with the intent of beheading the zombie queen and gaining the power to create their own zombie party or army. Wow, I was super dead when I typed this out. Oh, it's like a zombie party. <laughs> yeah, zombie party. That's what the sequel's about. It's actually a zombie party heist. Makes um, perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so Martin has some insider knowledge that only the alpha zombies, which are like the leaders, can create these zombie armies. And so they want it in order to like essentially uh, rule the world as you With do a zombie army which like you know uh human greed is what Zack Snyder was going for with this allegory although it's debatable whether or not he succeeded really yeah not really sure how that would play out in a way that doesn't ultimately end in everyone's destruction but mm-hmm. you know what it's fine fine um, <laughs> but yeah so they they go off they snatch the zombie queen's head zombie king gets angry and then seeks revenge after he finds out that she was pregante or pregnant which were i'm i'm not even going to touch on this because it's so confusing like zombie pregnancy i don't know i don't even want to know how the frick that happened um so yeah zombie king angry and that makes more of the gang die yeah so people they gave the zombies a human sacrifice. In theory, that should stop them. But then they like anger the zombies. So of course the zombies are going to come after them. And then more people die. So Martin, Tanaka's henchman, the guy who wanted the zombie head, dies by a zombie tiger king. Yeah, did we mention there's a zombie tiger? No, he's not the tiger king though. Lily dies via the zombie king. And even though Kate, who is Scott's daughter, rescued Gita for two seconds, Ward, Marianne, and Gita. So Ward is, um, shoot, who's Ward again? Dave Bautista. Oh, Dave Bautista. Yes, Scott. And then who's Marianne? That's, um, that's Tig Notaro. That's the helicopter specialist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ward, Marianne, and Gita all die when the helicopter crashes after having just barely left the city. Kate ends up being the only survival, the final girl, and then the closing scene shows how one of the gang, Van, who's like Scott's like right-hand man, essentially, mm-hmm. was infected by the zombie king after having just landed in Mexico City. So we watered a lot of the plot down. And don't worry, we'll dive into it a little bit more 
as we do our character breakdown and we'll also give some more like background knowledge into like who each character is and what role they had to play in the film but for sake of time because honestly this is like summary could have been like three or four times longer I just decided to cut it down a little bit smart smart yeah so Z, I see that you put in a little prank for me in the It was just the fact that I liked the film. I was going to see how long I could carry on the facade of me liking the film. And it turned out to be about five minutes before <laughs> it was hurting me. Five <laughs> seconds, you mean? I, I know. I was, like, I was like, yeah, it was great. And then I was like, mm, yeah, this, this hurts. This film was, uh, it was uh, just, uh. We're and, about to say more, but like the general reaction is, oh, uh, <laughs> people have um, already, uh. yeah, we're about to go on a short break and we'll be right back with our review and character breakdown. And we're back. Okay, here is my take on this movie. It's that there were two kinds of zombies. There were the actual zombies who were like, you know, undead, brainless, and, you know, and then there were the characters who were also zombies because they were also pretty brainless and pretty <laughs> and as characters. And I was like, so we have zombies and human zombies and like, that's the whole movie. It's two armies of the dead. That's the secret of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and then just for, you know, shits and giggles, they sprinkle in the zombie tiger, which was arguably, sadly, the best part of the film. Um, Yeah, and even that's like, I feel like that's like a stretch, because I feel like it was just like, he was like, hmm, Tiger King's popular, let's make a zombie tiger. Oh, the kids are gonna love it, yeah! We got him, boys. (laughs) We got him. But, um, yeah, before we go into the characters, though, I did want to say the, like, only good thing that I thought about this film was that I think we like the diversity of the characters and we like the fact that for the most part the characters weren't resorting to their own like identities as like punchlines or as jokes you know it wasn't like I'm the Mexican person ha 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 I'm Mexican or like anything that nature you know it was like I mean they were all bad characters but like (laughs) at the same time they weren't like um they were caricatures yeah, they weren't caricatures. They were characters. So we give Zack Snyder that point. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll delve a little bit more into this, but while there weren't cultural or ethnic caricatures, I think there were definitely like painstakingly obvious tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll go ahead and get into that in just a second. Um, yeah. But I will say... Uh, on my end overall, I really liked the cinematography, which is unsurprising because it's Zach freaking Snyder and that's what mm-hmm. he does best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's I don't essentially- know, but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> he's, in my mind, he's like the Michael Bay of superhero movies, hence our DC darling. Oh, still- I see. Because, okay, the only thing I've read, oh, I watched a video, but it was about how you can't remember anything that happens in Michael Bay films because the shots are just all so obscenely bright and that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, like Michael Bay and Zack Snyder's, their expertise is on action porn, right? Like, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, like they're here to just visually stimulate you and nothing else 
absolutely like, nothing stimulate else. Stimulate as in keep your attention, but like not necessarily engage your brain. So you might not remember anything, but you'll be like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> ooh, zombie queen. Ooh, ooh. shiny. <laughs> Do you want to delve into the characters? Woo, let's go, let's go. All right, so... Uh, to start us off, the first character is played by our great Dave Bautista. So he is playing Scott Ward, who is essentially the lead of the mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much he can be boiled down to a bunch of simple phrases. It is satisfying to see Dave Bautista being Dave Bautista and just kicking ass. I will say there was a little bit of a disconnect in terms of introducing the character of his daughter, Kate, and also his questionable quote unquote love interest, Maria. I think there's like a tone problem for the whole movie because like, okay, so remember it started off, it was this super intense, like, oh my God, we're in a war and like, oh my God, we're on the military and like guns and stuff. And it was like, okay, this is going to be an action movie. And then it just cuts to like, what was the song? Was it just like Vegas was the song? Or- yeah, it was. Um, oh, I forget the title of the song, but I know it's it's by Elvis Presley. I think it's Suspicious Minds. This is how you know that we're we're Zoomers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't sorry, even recall. Yeah, I can't even recall one of Elvis's most favorite songs. Oh, geez. Yeah, but either <laughs> way, like, and then suddenly it's like Dave Bautista fighting zombies to that song. And it's just like, wait, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be serious? Or are you trying to just like be like ironic and like, but not like ironic, but like, you know, this is a zombie movie, but this is a happy, fun zombie movie. And then it's like, no, it's not. Because during the song, slowly, almost everyone in Dave Bautista's gang just dies. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what? Was this supposed to be fun? Because now it's not fun because everyone's dead. And it's not serious because you're playing that Elvis song. Like, what are you trying to do? And you never figure out the answer. Yeah, it was... They, you could definitely tell they were leading more towards the, the comedic flavor, right, of horror movies. Mm-hmm. There were definitely parts in this movie where I was just laughing from how just incredibly stupid it was. Mm. Um Again, shout out to the zombie tiger. <laughs> but yeah, overall, you, you can see um, Dave, because, you know, we're on first name terms now. <laughs> we could see Dave struggling to add in any type of emotion to his character. Like, you know, he keeps it light and happy. He keeps talking about his little, you know, stupid food truck that he wants to create. But a lot of it just ends up hitting a, a wall for me. No, of course, because like, I think I said this to you when we were watching it, but it's like all of these characters are going to therapy. It's like therapy (laughs) during this zombie heist. But the problem is that they've all learned their lessons, you know? So like, you know, Dave's like, I'm sorry, my daughter. I didn't mean to kill your mother. And she's like, I'm not mad at you for killing my mother. I'm mad that you weren't there. And then, and then Dave's just like, okay, this is sad. It's like, no, the next step is supposed to be like you know you guys have to have some emotional connection regarding that you can't just be like okay because like (laughs) that's it I guess I'm just gonna accept this and walk away yeah right that's it I'm gonna accept this and walk away and at the end of the movie I'm gonna wait to like learn my lesson but it's like no there's like a big 
there's like a journey in between that that we would like to see if we were human beings but Mm -hmm. they're not human beings they're just zombie (laughs) humans yeah (gasps) we didn't even get that because I feel like at the height of at the height of the heist at the height of the film itself uh, Mm -hmm. Dave's character and his daughter's character Kate just separate so like you're saying like they're not even allowed to grow together like it would have been cool as fuck to see them fighting side by side and then yeah and then I would have actually cared a little bit more when he died you know like I cared because there was like music and there was like epic cinematography but I didn't care emotionally because I was just like well yeah you know they're all robots so like mm. (laughs) oh they're dead now okay (laughs) all right (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah, I was pretty disappointed that they killed off his character, but I guess it was also inevitable. I mean, no, because it didn't know what it was going to be. You know, when they were playing the Elvis song, I'm like, ooh, fun zombie heist. And it's like, just kidding. There's only going to be one survivor. And it's like, <laughs> what do you want? And it's the worst survivor. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh my. Okay, uh, wait. That brings well, us to the perfect transition to Kate. Sorry, yeah. Kate, but like... I just, I don't think you were a real person. You like, <laughs> you were like, oh, I want to go into the zombie land with you, dad. And it's like, okay, dad's just gonna let you go into the zombie land. What? Like, yeah, it was. So um, I, I was talking to my, my boyfriend about this. One of the things that pisses me off the most in any type of horror film is whenever a character and it's usually female because, you know, damsel in distress and that tired trope. But whenever mm-hmm. a character goes into knowable, like knowable danger, she yeah, literally yeah. has been volunteering in a quarantine zone outside of this huge zombie outbreak, right? Yeah. So I hate it whenever characters go into a knowable danger and they don't do anything to protect themselves. Like yeah. she, she was completely uncovered, like, arms free flying in the wind just had one gun with her and it's like girl you you're going to a city full of zombies and that's all you're taking with you like that's it it's like you know like and like I mean I know you were saying to me like oh maybe she's trying to bond with her dad and it's not that she actually because she goes into the zombie city under the pretense of looking for like this uh, mom in the quarantine camp to Mm -hmm. try to get this mom back reunited with her kids but it's like the mom told you to make sure that the kids like make it to the camp city, you know, like Mm. based on that, maybe you should use your brain and think, "Hmm, if the mom wants me to do this, maybe I should just protect the kids because if she's gone, then like, you know, like, yeah. And she she literally had no certainty that um, her mom friend Gita was even alive in the first place, you know, like maybe if there had been a flare or smoke or some signal from her end that would have prompted Kate to be like holy shit we got to go back for her then okay yeah like for sure go save her ass um but just to blindly go in and then willingly separate from a group I know right like like, because like you know if you had gone in and then she admitted halfway through no dad I came in because I didn't want you to die in here and you know as much as I care about Gita like I care more about you that would have been a real emotional growth moment and I would have liked that but no (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and 
It's it's definitely most upsetting seeing the other characters that we're supposed to care about, but you know, we loosely do. It's so upsetting seeing the other characters die and then yeah. having Kate be the only survivor. And it's just like, really? She did yeah. nothing to deserve this. Like, come on. Yeah, no, like she didn't really contribute to the team. Mm-mm. Like her actress wasn't really that charming, but I don't blame her actress. I think she just, none of the lines were super great for her anyway. Like there was just no way to like, you know, there was no way to make, bring life to this character. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it was so frustrating. Yeah, <gasps> I, I, I definitely agree with you. Like through the script, she was only handed mostly angsty phrases. Yeah, she's like, like a little very, girl lines, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like she seemed very angsty. So there's there's not much you can do with that, you know? Other yeah. than that one really weird, choppy, quote-unquote, again, heart-to-heart conversation that she tries to have with her dad. That Only is, for it to end abruptly yeah. without any resolution whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and just going back to that real quick, I, I would have loved it more if they had shown a quick scene like depicting how Scott wasn't there for her you know yeah. like just don't just say it and then just expect the audience to be like oh, okay like sure whatever sure. you say <laughs> yeah no because what's frustrating is that like Zack Snyder your vision is here it's just mm-hmm. that the details aren't good so if you'd like had someone you would say like here are like the beats of the script that I want to hit but I want to make it really meaningful if he just had someone who like, you know, was actually human and understood how emotions worked, rewrite the script. It could have worked really, really well. Like all of this could have come together to make like this really powerful story. But like, no, instead we get robot lines. Oh, there's okay. just so chunky. Yeah. <laughs> the worst one for me is when, um, is her name Maria? Is that her name? Yes, yes. The quote-unquote love interest. Oh, yeah. The worst line for me is when Maria says, because uh, what is it? Scott and uh, Kate are talking to re- each other. And Maria's like, what is this? Is this just some excuse for you to bond with your daughter? And it's like, you're in the middle of a zombie-infested city. I don't care, like, you know, if that's, like, what Zack Snyder wants us to know. Nobody in their <laughs> right mind is going to say honestly yeah i uh, i would have rather her been like y'all like come on just bookmark for this for later like just shut up let's go we yeah, got no, she could have said to save it for later guys like you know i know that you but like why would you just oh my god you're not human when you say that you just start sounding like you're the omnipotent like writer of the script trying to <laughs> convey things <sighs> and just overall with Maria's character it's it's odd right because you can tell from the beginning that she has some type of intimate relationship with Scott Mm -hmm. Uh, but you don't know like what it is you don't know if they've spent time together if they dated like you don't know shit about them Um, you never find out (laughs) yeah you never find out and then while the group well at least what's remaining the group is down by the vault she she starts just confessing her love to Scott and it's like this is so poorly placed are you kidding me yeah no it's like okay if you want to do that could you have at least established that they had a relationship like could you have at least established maybe Scott saved her maybe she saved him maybe they saved each other like that would have helped a little (laughs) yeah that's uh, 
this is gonna sound horrible um but that's why i didn't feel super bad about when maria's character was immediately killed after that uh again quote-unquote heart-on-heart conversation because it's just like girl really like that's your motive that's it you're you're not even gonna do anything else to establish this like oh come on oh my god no okay i will admit to you i watched the second half of this movie on like double speed while i was working so i like (laughs) I didn't get a lot of the things because I was just like, this is so obvious. This is what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Oh, it was, I feel like <laughs> all this is going to boil down to our um, opening statement of Zack Snyder's really good at making pretty films. And that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Zombie characters against real zombies. That's it. Okay. Let's talk about some people that we actually liked though. So I think our favorite two people were, uh, how do you say his name? Vander? Mm. They just call him Van in the movie. So I'm just going to call him Van because I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dieter. Oh my gosh. Dieter, the love of my life. Yes. Let's talk about, let's talk about those two. I will say that like, I feel like Dieter was the closest to like a, a caricature just like in the sense that like it seemed like some of his uh his actions and words were like what Zack Snyder thought a stereotypical German person would do like sometimes that happened but like I don't think it was like horrible like he was very funny his character was incredibly like his actor was incredibly charismatic like carried all the lines even the ones that you're just like a human would never say this but <laughs> apparently if what's his name Matthias Schwe for oh girl you're brave <laughs> i have no <laughs> idea how to say his name you're I brave think, or is it schweigolfer it's one of those two it's schweigolfer or german i don't know man <laughs> but um um yeah like i think you know he, he did a really good job of carrying those lines i'm <laughs> i will agree like dieter was definitely a, a little bit more of the caricature like he was the the typical guy who was like how do we kill zombies can i just use a really big rock to smash their head in and it's just like oh you sweet sweet innocent boy i love you so much oh you poor poor thing (laughs) you're really only in it for the vaults i respect that yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) and it was also a nice touch anytime that a zombie like came in to close proximity to Dieter and he just immediately started screaming because honestly I would do the exact same thing like no I'm not I'm not gonna shoot you I'm just gonna like scream obviously and I enjoyed that like one moment he was screaming and the next moment he was saving someone's life you know like I feel like that's that's range right there (laughs) is this character growth (laughs) did we actually but then he went back to screaming. I was like, that's such a human thing. That's what I would do. You know, I would yeah. scream. I would kill something. And then I'd probably scream again because it's zombies and I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I love to act all tough, but I would totally be screaming if there was a zombie running right towards me. Like, uh-uh, this is yeah. it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so like, yeah, that was fun. And then just like, just like how, like, I guess good the character portrayal is like we we love Dieter and we were sorry that he died we were so sorry that he died it was it was definitely upsetting but he did have one of the more heroic endings I would say like him and Scott had the most righteous deaths Mm. um 
everyone else is just kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Zack Snyder decided everyone's gonna die, so now everyone's gonna die. Cool. Yeah, like, all, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I also enjoyed seeing Van's character open up to Dieter. I, I, th- I feel like it was painfully obvious just how you know, stone cold killer he was in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But they, they quickly open up to each other. Mm-hmm. A little bit too fast, but you know, they quickly open up to each other. The two of them have chemistry, so it works. Yeah. 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 However, the one part I will say that disappointed me from Van's character, and again, not his fault, is the fact that he's essentially going to be the next zombie king. Obviously, major spoiler to everyone. But the the film ends with him crawling out of this vault, which, why didn't everyone hide in the vault in the first place? Like, come on. Duh. Oh, yeah. That would have been a much smarter idea. Yeah, right? <laughs> Crawling out of this vault, somehow walking through a nuclear wasteland without his skin peeling off, because, you know, that's what actually happens when a nuclear bomb is set off. <laughs> somehow walking off, getting on a plane, and then discovering, like, ah, shit, I'm a zombie now. God damn it. It's like, really? Really? <laughs> like, dude. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, you're actually right. If one of them had a brain, they could have just said, well, the helicopter's crap. Let's just all go hide in the vault. Yeah. Like they... you know, a vault should survive a nuclear blast because it's a vault. Right? Like when, when that happened, I was like, oh come on. Are you like come on? You would have died yeah. eventually because Van's a fucking zombie, but like come on. Yeah, like ugh. Yeah. yeah. Also, okay, the one problem, it's not necessarily a problem, but what I didn't like about Dieter was how like when they got to the safe and he was cracking the code and they made the noise and then he was like, rah, 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 I'm so mad at you. <laughs> he just like turned straight into Van and I was like, does he only have like two modes, like nice guy mode and angry safe cracking mode? Like, you know, I would have <laughs> yes. liked him to, I would have liked to see him yell at them in his own Dieter way rather than in the Zack Snyder way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, it felt so out of character for him. I was like, is that the only thing that you can do? Like, I don't think you would actually do this if you were a real person, but you're not. You're also a zombie. <laughs> you're also, unfortunately, a caricature of a safe cracker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like how Maria, unfortunately, is a uh, is just the love interest caricature. Uh. Yeah. Oh, okay. One character, I have a huge gripe about her. Okay, you know Chambers, the first one to die? Yes, yes, yes. First of all, with people like that, I was going to say this to you, but we kept getting disconnected while we were talking. I was going to say, if you're suspicious of someone, do not go and tell them, hey, you're acting shady and I'm watching you. It's such a dumb thing to do. Oh my God. Yeah, that whole scene pissed me off. Because this is the very start of the film, right? Yeah. Um, When they're they just breached into zombie city. They had that super weird interaction with the zombie queen and they're just crawling around this hibernating zombie infested building. And then she, she tells the shady cop guy, I don't even know his name. It's not important. <laughs> she, I wrote it down because I wanted to discuss him barely. His name's Martin and I have Martin. him written down as corrupt team member, bad guy, man. <laughs> that's a really good descriptor i don't think we need to describe more about it that's all you need to know that's yeah. it <laughs> oh my god um but like yeah that whole scene was so stupid because it's like 
you're you're literally gonna tell this man he's sus and then let him go ahead of you when you're trying to like you traverse around this huge horde of hibernating zombies like you know he's gonna get rid of your ass like you yeah, no, you could have like you know you know what you could have done Zack Snyder you could have shown you could have shown the corrupt team member bad guy man doing something <laughs> bad you could have shown him doing something bad Chambers could see it and then after that, you know, she could like look away and he could look at her and then she could make an excuse like, no, after you, you know, like, like, yeah, I do want to stare at your butt because that's the joke that he makes about this. Yeah, I really do. And then like, you know what? And then at the last minute, he's like, you know what? I'm going to lead you the wrong way because I'm still suspicious of you. That would have worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you could have shown that, Zack Snyder. It's not that hard. You're a filmmaker. It's what you do. <laughs> Phil, yeah, director, yes. Writer, eh, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Get um, another one. Get another one. <laughs> <laughs> also, quick shout out to Chambers. Thank you for bringing her up. Quick shout out to her whole outfit and aesthetic. Um, yeah. Because she had strong, like, chola... Uh, cultural references you know she had her hair pulled back in a typical chola fashion and hoops and I oh I love that I was here for that I was like yes girl I don't even care that you're taking selfies with Guzman like yes girl no that was good but that was the only characterization that she had which made me mad because like you know what I the reason that I have her in here is because Samantha Wynn her actress and by the way her actress I think is either Chinese or biracial Chinese but like Either way, her actress had to explain in an interview why Chambers was so good at killing zombies. Why couldn't you just show that in the film, Zack Snyder? I would have cared more when she died. Oh my God, she actually had to explain that? That's so sad. That was one of the interview questions. Why is Chambers so good at killing people? I think that's a crucial plot point. I just, I don't know, considering how many zombies she took out when she died, I feel like that's a crucial plot point. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny, too, because there's even a a scene early on when the the whole group is coming together and someone legitimately asked Chambers, like, why are you here? Like, they literally ask her that. And it's like, oh, no, baby, why didn't you make this clear? Yeah, wait, wait, what did she say to that? Did she say anything to that? I can't remember. I I can't remember, honestly. It it was it a two and a half hour film. Like, yeah, it's too yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, you know, cause like, it's just like, all she had to do was say like, you know, I want to protect Mikey. She could have pulled a Maria and been like, I'm secretly in love with Mikey Guzman. That would have worked better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Or no, Honestly, it's not, yeah. is it Mikey Guzman? Is that his name? I, I just, I just know his last name's Guzman. And like that, again, that's the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I'm pretty because he doesn't. He's like Mikey Guzman for twenty or. Yeah, he say. is Mikey Guzman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say Guzman. Like he, he definitely had one of the saddest deaths. Oh wait, what happened? I missed. This. So okay, so the this was a scene when him, Scott, and then the Lily, the 
the yeah. coyote. Um, yeah. It was a scene where they're trying to run across the casino at that point and make it mm. up to the elevators to get up to the helicopter. Mm. Um, but there's too many zombies, of course. They're overpowered. And as, as much as they try, Guzman ends up being overpowered and just devoured alive by Aww. a bunch of zombies. And it's just like, no, my, no. my sweet little influencer. No. No, Mikey Guzman 420 or whatever you're <laughs> We were rooting for you. Live long and prosper on Reddit. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I did like that scene where Dieter goes, I like your hair, and they have, like, the same hair. I know. <laughs> it all goes back to me being in love with Dieter, yes. Anything yeah, that yeah. man said, golden. I'm yeah, here for approve. it. Yeah, we approve. We approve of anything <laughs> that he does or says, yes. <laughs> yeah, I will say that overall, I think the most emotionally complex characters, and again, I'm, I'm using this term generously, um, is Lily who mm. plays the the coyote. So she essentially is, for some reason, in the quarantine zone outside of the zombie city. And she specializes in smuggling people in so that they can use the casinos, which are somehow still functional without power. We're not going to worry about that. That's not important. <laughs> and go in and take some money so that they can get out of the quarantine zone, which is essentially a refugee camp. Yeah. So she she's definitely the most emotionally complex just because she understands the zombies the most. Yeah. And because of that, she ends up being the most respectful towards them. Like she, I feel like she's genuinely the only character that understands just how powerful and dangerous they can be, mm. which is a little bit disheartening because it's just like no, because really? it's like it's like Scott, Dave Bautista, you had a full-on career fighting these zombies, and somehow you're still not like sure of how powerful they are. Somehow you you can't keep your daughter out of the zombies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, right? Like you, you don't even know about the zombie queen? Like, bro, you were there. Like you were what? there. Why <laughs> do you not know all of a sudden? Did you just get amnesia? Like, how long have you been a food? a burger flipper for it can't have been more than like like a year maybe like did yeah. all of your knowledge just go away during that year <laughs> get amnesia the, the thoughts of the food truck just clouded his vision i don't yeah, i no, don't know right? <laughs> I mean, they are all zombies in this movie so it's possible he just had zombie brain for that whole year and just didn't remember anything yeah um but yeah i did enjoy lily's character even though even though she unknowingly helped the uh, evil, uh, corrupt team member, bad guy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, after she helped him, she unhelped him. So it was fine, you know. <laughs> Redemption, yes. Oh. <laughs> no, but she, she was the smartest because she knew that the only reason the zombie king was so pissed off, understandably pissed off for a zombie king, was because they cut off the head of his zombie queen. You know, as you do in the zombie world. <laughs> um, and she was the only one smart enough to use it as a, a leveraging point around the end of the film when they're mm-hmm. literally trapped on a rooftop with the, the king himself um, and then the helicopter just barely being able to go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true, actually. I will say, though, I like... Shoot, I forgot my point. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> army of the dead got you oh my god i'm getting the zombie brain too it's happening it's real (laughs) 
<laughs> to be fair, it is pretty late while we're recording this, so yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the bigger metaphor of this film or the lack thereof or the confusing situation. Because like yeah. I guess in this context, like we're in the middle of COVID. So anytime there's like a zombie situation, it's gonna make us think of like COVID or like a disease and they explicitly refer to the zombie apocalypse as a disease. And then like the quarantine zone or refugee camp outside of it, I guess, like, it's just, it's so confusing for me because I'm not sure what it's trying to say, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's a refugee camp, but is it a quarantine zone? So like, is it like those cruise ships that they quarantine from COVID and they're just like floating quarantine things or like, but then again, the people in the camps, are like coded as refugees. They're like in these big white tents, like barely looking like they've been eating enough. And then like, oh, me too, man. I want to talk about me too, oh, man. God. I don't know how I feel about him. This so anyway, asshole. God right. So at the beginning of the um, movie, there's like this horribly abusive camp guard. His name's Cummings, fittingly. But like he like <laughs> sexually harasses Kate like a bunch of times. And then like, Basically, um, Lily takes him into the city along with the whole team. And then they just like use him as bait to trade with the zombies. And it just like, like, I understand the intention behind it. Like, ho, 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 harder, evil man getting his comeuppance. But it was just like, so forced. The whole thing was so forced. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Even the scene when, um, cause he's offered up as bait by Lily, my only fave other than Dieter, of course. Um, even, even that scene when she's like trying to convince the group, like, no, let's use this man as a bait. He's a rapist. Like, again, it's one of those things where they, the film tells you, but they don't necessarily show you like, yes, you get gross and in like, you know, like, uh, basically perverted vibes from him as a camp guard in that initial scene but it's also like what like what he also Mm -hmm. sexually assaulted women when did this happen like what yeah no because it's like he's so over the top and it's like you know like i think that the smart rapists who are abusing their power like jeffrey epstein or like you know all those other random hollywood people who do it they're not going around like i'm a rapist i'm gonna rape people (laughs) i really want to like you know they're not going around doing that they're smart about like hiding their abusive Mm -hmm. power and that's where like i feel like this fails because it's like it's a really dumb guy getting turned into zombie bait and it's like I mean, I would love to see like Harvey Weinstein turn into zombie bait, but that took like several decades of work before anybody was able to expose him, you know? Yeah, they definitely didn't give his character any credit, which like like you're saying, like is is disappointing Mm -hmm. because like, yeah, obviously he he should fucking die and turn into a zombie for sure. He's a horrible character. But the way that they typecast him is just like, oh my God. Like, like, I think that's the most caricature character we have, actually. I don't think it's Dieter. I think it's him. Ooh. Honestly. Ooh. I'm going to yeah. say he's a he's a contender with Maria still because I'm still super bitter about the that's fact that fair. they forced that love interest. Like, oh, come on. Couldn't they have just been friends? They, they honestly... Just, like, cousins i don't know (laughs) they they literally could have cut out that entire love confession scene and the movie would have stayed the same it wouldn't have changed it yeah yeah 
I know because I was glossed over during this scene and I forgot <laughs> about it. And now you're reminding me of it. And I'm like, that literally made no difference. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like super unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then like the scene when corrupt team member bad guy man dies because <laughs> the zombie tiger gets him again i was like i mean i get that you're trying to hammer the mail the, the nail on the head Zack snyder bad people are gonna get killed by zombies but it's like you're really really hammering here i don't like i think he deserves to die but like also like not like this you know yeah yeah like his death was definitely satisfying but it was just so gratuitous you know like like forced in that sense yeah exactly yeah like of course i wanted to see someone get murdered by the zombie tiger because it's there and like you have to (laughs) i swear i don't have problems um but it still was one of those things that's like really like really really okay yeah right Yeah, no, it was just like, yeah, I mean, I know I need, like, the bad guy murdered by the zombie tiger. Why is he bad? How is he bad? Oh, and my other problem with this movie, I just don't think that in an apocalypse, money would be worth the same thing that it is today. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the whole thing about, like, them just using money and money consistently working as a motivator for all of these characters, I just didn't believe it. Yeah, like, it was very interesting that they set up the fact that Las Vegas was the zombie apocalypse town. I mean, like, that's it. It's just Las Vegas. I mean, you know what I think? I think there were elements of this that were trying to be, um, what's the other one, the better one that we watched, Zombieland. It was trying to be Zombieland, and it just, like, just failed. All the humor in here was trying to do that, and it just couldn't get it. You can't beat Zombieland. It has Bill freaking Murray. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's impossible. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's it's just really uncommon in honestly any any type of zombie movie I've seen to see uh, an isolated population of zombies and nothing else. Yeah. You know, like even in Dawn of the Dead, which was also directed by Zack Snyder, like we mentioned, like it, it shows that zombies aren't this isolatable force. Isol- yeah, what did you, you ever- do? You built the Great Wall of shipping containers. Why did you think that that would work? Like, why? We, we've we seen World War Z. We've seen zombies going over walls easily. We've like, seen Lily sneak through the shipping containers. If Lily can get through, a smart alpha zombie can get out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of makes you think, like, what the motives are of the zombie king and queen, right? Like, are they just content in their zombie kingdom? Is that is that it? They're just waiting for yeah, refugees no. to sneak and in and like, eat? And then, like, if you think about, like, the power structure, why they wanted the zombie queen's head, well, I have two problems. One, why is the zombie queen going out and talking to people? Why isn't it some random zombie servant? Because that makes more sense. And problem mm-hmm. two is, like, why is the U.S. government not just going into the quarantine zones themselves? Why not just send the military in there? You could take as many zombie alphas as you wanted to. Why send this dumb ragtag team of criminals who are mostly not going to succeed slash going to die? Why? <laughs> yeah, that like that was one of the things. Like They definitely show the remnants of when the military was supposed to be there. But I think that was before the shipping container wall or whatever was actually made. So it, 
But like, weird. if Lily can get through, I'm sure one of the brains in the U.S. military could think of a way to get through. You know, like it's like it's like yeah. all of these things just straight up break down for me when I think about it, and I'm like. <laughs> I think my biggest complaint overall in terms of the plot, so just stepping aside from the characters, was the fact that all along the goal that the corrupt team member bad guy man had was to obtain uh, Alpha Zombie's head, right? Because then you could yeah. create your own zombie army. Ha ha. You can rule the world. Ha ha. Because that's a safe idea. Also, like that metaphor just breaks down so hard. I don't think anyone's weaponized COVID yet, if that's what you're going <laughs> for, Backsider. Like, that's where you want to take this. I don't think anyone's done it. I'm sure someone's done it like under the table, but like also if that gets found out, everyone's immune to like, um, whatchamacallit, everyone's immune to the current strain, so they'll have to make a new COVID strain and then kill all of us, but it's like... <laughs> uh, Don't give anyone any ideas. One global pandemic is enough for this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, right? We get one every hundred years. We're not asking for a second one. No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The, the fact that pissed me off the most was that the so the guy that originally contracted the team, why for, yeah, yeah, Tanaka. Why why didn't he just like get a like his own full team? Like why did he just go to Scott and be like, "Yo, dude, piece together." And your he own was like trainer. standing next to all these military guys in suits too. So like, right? They had the manpower. Yeah, like you you clearly have the skill set for it you know like you have the resources to do it other than asking this man and a bunch of strangers to go in like the yeah no or it's like you know okay fine maybe the military thinks is unethical but like hello we have the nsa we have we have all these like unethical operations i'm sure you can find some branch of the government that would be willing to do it that would be much more professional than ragtag team of random criminals Mm mm-hmm and like that was another thing too like they they showed midway i'm gonna say midway because time is weird they show midway through the film when they're originally crawling through the the casino with the vault how previous teams had been there and they don't say anything beyond that they just allude that they all died and it's just like maybe you could have sprinkled in a scene of like contracted military and been like nope they failed we're just gonna ask a bunch of random now randos now as a last ditch effort that would have worked that would have made a lot more sense and that would have justified this whole operation a whole lot more oh yes oh it was yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it was all right not my favorite zombie movie no okay but shout out to marianne peters because she was fun she was a great helicopter pilot and i don't think we discussed her oh my god how did i forget about tig nataro oh my god this oh my taro is she like famous for other i just i just think she's hilarious and everything and all that she does she okay so she plays the the badass witty pilot she, I, I think her and Dieter were meant to be the, the comedic reliefs of the mm. film overall. I, I wish we would have seen her more, mm. but she she's definitely the funniest because she was the first character that was like, I'm the most important one, right? And like that shady con man, we got to get rid of him, right? Like we're, we're all in agreement of this. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, they only <laughs> needed to drop that once. They didn't need Chamber to be, Chambers to be like, hey, 
I think you're shady. Like they literally, all they needed was her. And that was more than enough to establish like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't trust bad guy. Hmm. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't tell him that we don't trust him. Hmm. Just putting that out there. Just yeah, you know, maybe thought. when you don't trust someone, you shouldn't be like, I don't trust you. I think you're shady. Because why? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I guess, like, okay, another way this could have worked is if she had, like, Chambers had killed a bunch of zombies. And then she goes up to a corrupt, evil team member bad guy and goes, hey, I just killed a bunch of zombies. I don't trust you. You better not get on my wrong side. That would have worked too, but mm-hmm. Zack Snyder did not establish anything. So now we're just left with Chambers making the stupidest decision I've ever seen a human being make. Oh, yeah. I definitely had hoped that she was going to survive the zombie horde and then she just dies. And it's like, oh. Yeah, no, and it's man. like, she's probably one of the best zombie killers too, considering how many she took out by herself, you know? It's true. No, that's true. That fight scene was impressive. I mean, that's because um, her actress is, like, a martial artist. So, like, you know, of course, they're going to give her all the stun scenes. But then it's, like, why did the little girl with no gun training whatsoever have to be the only survivor? Oh, my God. I know. Again, going back to my number one pet peeve, like, really? really? Y'all save the most useless character. Like, this is the worst final girl ever. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, oh, I don't even think we mentioned this. The entire motivation of Kate's character is to go back and save her friend Gita, right? Yeah. And then at the end, Gita doesn't even survive the fucking helicopter crash. Like, everyone dies except for Kate. And it's just like, oh, you motherfucker. This was all for nothing. Kate, if you weren't here, I could see this mission going a lot better. Just saying. Yeah, like, oh my god. There was no, like, you had no point. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Beautiful film. It is really well done. I will definitely acknowledge the skills that went behind it. Um, I want a zombie tiger now, even though I know it's an incredibly bad decision, but who cares? Mm. Um, And also, Dieter, you shall live forever in my heart. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, final thought. Zombie humans versus zombie zombies and uh, (laughs) stupidity. Zombie zombies. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just reminded me of a really bad joke. What, what, what? Okay, so it's basically like this guy who's like, I'm a people person. And then this goose who's nearby is like, I'm a geese goose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I love it. I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke that I would like. I'm going to go around and tell it to people and make them cringe. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, please. Yes. I'm only here to provide shitty dad jokes. That is my yes. one reason of existence. <laughs> yes. Also, if you just heard a bang, that was a firework. It's July 14th, but um, I want fireworks. It's America's birthday month. <laughs> we have to celebrate with explosives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hey, well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Spooky Corner podcast. Yes, thanks, everyone. Feel free to check out my blog, which is nuttiesspookycorner.com. So it's N-A-T-Y-S Spooky Corner. Tune in next time for whatever other horror fest uh, we shall be watching.